look who the cat dragged out. And guys, it's been, it seems like forever, to be honest. But uh, I think it's safe to say this is going to be interesting, so to speak, in the next, if it's 30, 40 minutes, 20 minutes, we'll see how long uh, I can get this video out. But first things first, thank you guys on the 400 followers. Uh, it's been a crazy journey. And that was something that kind of brought me back a little bit. Um, we've had the Juve kind of past meets present, present uh, edits that have been coming out. Obviously, we had David Trezeguet, David Trezeguet and Gianluigi Buffon. Obviously, today was his 650th Serie A match. And uh, I thought it was fitting to release that one. I think we'll do them every couple days or every every other day so there's uh there's about 10 to come out so you've got two of them already you guys can do the math but uh yeah where have i been I it's funny it seems like i keep having to do these videos uh i know a little while ago i i posted one you know i think it was after about a week or two but uh yeah just uh you know life's been difficult you know with with work and with uh, just general, you know, uh, my feeling towards doing this, just being on the platform and, and it's been tough finding the motivation to come on here and, and, and really, you know, push content out for the particular, uh, games that have, have taken place now. It was a tough couple weeks with, some cancellations and I'm always going to bear the brunt of that because I should have done the proper planning. Um, screwed up a couple times uh, with some guests that I think would have been great for the show and it kind of slowed me up. I got three videos in the in waiting and it's been, yeah, it's been interesting. You know, financially it's been difficult. I wanted to do a couple things that uh, I wasn't able to do just because of how work is and, you know, how life is, the bills I have to pay. And uh, it's been tough not being able to put that out and not being able to do the best that I think I can. And um, just the, the work-life balance and, and with the fact that I got to also uh, do this is is getting difficult. So, again, guys, like I always tell you, please support Drop a follow, drop a subscribe on YouTube. We got to get up, get those numbers up. I'd like to be over 100 at least by the end of the year. Um, you know, share, retweet. That does wonders for me. And um, if it wasn't for you guys, I really wouldn't be in this position now as it is. And I got to appreciate all the people that came out. Again, another thing that kind of motivated me was the... Uh, poll, I don't even know what it was based on, but, you know, just accounts going head-to-head -head and uh, getting the support that I did. I uh, I appreciate all of it, but I, th I think for me, it just comes down to, you know, putting out the content that I think you guys are going to like. I've also noticed that there's been a lot of, not copycats, but just a lot of just plain Jane content that maybe you guys really like, but it just to me to put it out doesn't, 
it's nothing groundbreaking. Not that I'm saying what I do is, but it's it's just getting real boring. Um, I look at how many of the logos, and a lot of the, the a lot of the guys that have changed are 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 good friends. I would say, and I respect. But then you get this like whirlwind of everyone else in the in the so-called space you know doing the same thing and it's just like i don't know it to me to me it's always been and i'm gonna have a couple little snippets of of kind of why you know i was the way i was to certain people and i've been in talks uh, over dms about you know settling things so to speak but i mean to me I just, I don't get why that needs to happen. Now, further ado, I think we're going to get back to a regular schedule. Please, guys, reach out. Um, I'm going to have a guest for the post-Crotone, which just happened. And I think, yeah, it was that was a rough, uh, rough game for all of us. But we're going to definitely talk about that. So I'm not going to talk about that in particular. On this one, like I said, I got three... Uh, three podcasts that still haven't even come out. Uh, one being with Juve Daily, and that was a nice little interview talking about what he did. He was short. He was very short and sweet to the point. So that one you guys are going to like. It's not too long of a video. I believe it was about 18 minutes. And then you're going to get a, uh, I think, probably my best interview with La Vecchia Senora blog. And check him out if you haven't. Mason's a really nice guy, and I appreciate him coming on the show and I apologize to all these guys for waiting uh for taking this so long to 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 launch these and I uh I also had on uh, Napoli Sanso Napoli Sansone for the preview and that was another thing that game really screwed me over because I didn't expect that to not that game to not go ahead and we talked about our particular reasons I mean I think Respectfully, I, th- I think it was the right way to go um, with the three nil, uh, with the three nil, uh, if you whatever you want to call it, uh, finalization and then the one point deduction because we played by the rules and and like I said, you'll you'll hear my opinion in that video, but I, I think really I kind of understand where the Napoli fan, like at least some of them, not a Zuri fan girl, Phil. I mean that guy literally tweets more about Juve than I think mo- the, the top Juve accounts do. So it's just literally, it's just getting annoying. Um, and I think a lot of you will you'll understand and you'll agree with that. But we had a pretty good conversation. I enjoyed it, and it really came down to me. The only thing we're gonna have to worry about, which really was the question that you know, if Napoli shows up and. You know, we see Cristiano uh, getting the the positive test, as well as McKenny, Weston McKenny, and to me, that's just that's gonna open up a can of worms. Now, if we go and now we start seeing, you know, four, five, six players on all these teams starting to get COVID, now you're really questioning whether the league is going to uh, even continue. So that was kind of my concern. And like I said, I wanted that game to be played. I think it was going to be a good test for us. And I think it would really show us how we've kind of 
developed in the first four weeks. And unfortunately, we're not going to be able to see that. So I guess um, the appeal is going to go through, whatever that means. I don't think it's anything's going to change. I think the, the protocol was followed by Juve. We did the right thing. We showed up to the stadium. That's all you can ask for. So to me, I think that's done and dusted. I think De Laurentiis is a con man. I think he's one of the worst uh, Serie A presidents that has ever been. Um, literally tried to play games with the league so that he could get a rematch on a favorable position. Let's let's talk about when they were going to reschedule it. I believe there was uh, some shouts to be playing Napoli right before the uh, Derby d'Italia against Merda, and I don't think how, I don't I don't understand how anyone could see whether you be a Juve fan or a Napoli fan how that's reasonable at all because you put Napoli in the same situation where let's say it's in front of a Champions League game or against Merda or or a big team that's now in the running, you look at the top four as of today, Milan, Atalanta, Napoli, and Juve. Uh, Sassuolo is tied, but I believe they have a game in hand, so we'll see what happens tomorrow. But I think it's just ridiculous to even try and push that. Because like I told Sansone, was, who is also a college athlete, which is hilarious, and uh, I'll let you guys find out in the episode, but it's... It's not, I I wouldn't say it's fair because then it says, well, what's the precedent? So all these games are going to start being moved. What game, who gets to decide? Well, Milan's now going to have a case that they should have had that other game moved. So that they already played. You got to set it. You have to set a precedent. And my take as well as, as a lot of others is Serie has always been dragging their ass on all, all these kinds of issues. And that's the main problem. They could have nipped it in the butt and said, no, they have to show up. That's the bottom line. That's been proven now with the uh, the judge uh, uh, declaration that we've won three nil in that game. So I I think that's pretty pretty self explanatory. I'm surprised it took as long as it did, almost a week um, for I don't know what. You had a lot of stupid commentary from the. Uh, I guess if you want to call it in Canada, it's like kind of the premiers, your or your governor of your state or your premier of your province, kind of the, I guess they call it the president of, of the regione there, the region, uh, was making some really asinine comments. And it's just continuous with Napoli. I mean, they want to try and be part of the big boys club and they're unfortunately never going to get there. Uh, they're not important enough. Uh, like I said, it's not even really a rivalry for us, to be honest. I think you ask most Juve fans, uh, don't really consider it a rivalry. It's more of like your little brother nagging you all the time. And I think that's really all we can say about that one. Um, but yeah, no, I've just been, it's weird. We, we get into the season and you know, I did the La, I did La Panquina, which was I think a huge success. It was a lot of fun for me, and thankfully Roman's gotten better, and um, it was fun to talk with Graham and and uh, Albert. And I think we had some great content. You know that that season that season preview was pretty pretty awesome. Having uh, a few guys do a bunch of the episodes, and again, I got to get better with that. I got to put those out on time. I got to come up with a schedule and. And 
you know, it's tough when you have, you know, different time zones and all this. And I, I know it's something I got to deal with. And I'm not trying to bitch to you guys and be like, oh, my life's tough. But um, I got to get definitely figure that out. So we'll get that wrapped up. We're going to get some of these, uh, you know, we have Champions League now midweek. We're going to have uh, another game on the weekend. So we're definitely going to get into that. I'm going to cover all the basically everything that I've missed. You're going to hear it out of my voice. You might like it. You might not like it. You might be bored. Um, but apparently you guys like this news kind of for me. And you like to hear, uh, you know, the opinions about it. I mean, I guess that's what draws you to someone else's channel. But to me, I just, I've, I've been noticing on this platform that we're getting, we get into these same narratives and... Maybe that's why my motivation level has also been down because it's kind of like I call it the five stages of UV depression. And, you know, we get into these these phases of denial and then anger and then acceptance. And then it just keeps we just keep rolling it again. And you have these certain accounts that. And like I said, it's not like that I'm getting offended that they're calling people doomsday Juventini or not, because really it's like that phrase is just being thrown out now like willy-nilly so it doesn't mean anything anymore but it's just like we get these accounts that like want to play devil's advocate all the time so when it's Chiellini's playing you're playing horrible or he's you know he's injury prone and that's obvious there's always this backlash of like oh here's the doomsday everybody like just have to come out oh we, we look we sell you know that was another big thing and I get into these discussions where I'm just like if you're literally just pumping the same thing, and I guarantee you go on these pro, on these these threads and and these profiles over the years, it's literally the same thing being said after every transfer window, after every you know Champions League loss, after every you know shocking performance. It's literally the same script. I, I think to be. You know, even keeled into the kind of understand the situation is kind of where I like to sit on the fence. And when Juve plays bad, like there should be no problem. You know, you look at the shareholder meeting and I'll get into that in a little bit after I kind of cover. I blast out all this news because I want to try and get it off as quick as I can. And then we'll get into some more specific topics. But obviously talked about the Napoli one right away. But we'll... We get into these situations where it's like, just be honest. Like, you're allowed to say that we made a mistake. You're allowed to say that Juve didn't make the right decision. And I just, I don't get what, like, what are you gaining from trying to say, no, it isn't that bad. Like, I don't understand. I really don't, like, sure, you could say, well, what do you get at complaining about it? But it's, there's a clear and obvious situation that's continually happening and we leave Kadira in and I'm going to get in and we're going to talk about all the transfers because I, I got to get my piece you know that was another big thing that I I wasted away was that deadline day and there's been a lot of content kind of uh, thrown away because you know certain people didn't show up and that I thought I had you know ready to go and there's a certain someone who I thought you know I had brought on for the first time and then doesn't show up in the in the, the, the final hour. So we'll see. Um, 
we'll see what happens but i'll definitely get my opinion on that because you know there's a lot of like different thoughts on who's come in and who really belongs who doesn't uh there's still kadir on the books yeah i'll say it right away he's still on this damn squad and there's still a bottle of champagne that hasn't been cracked because he's not gone yet so waiting for that day whether that be whether that's at the end of the season this year or or not we'll uh we'll we'll, we'll uh we'll have to wait i guess but uh yeah that's been tough but let's kind of go through we'll get through the news now um and again it's gonna be a long list guys um just because i've i've been away for so long and I just want to get kind of my opinion uh, out on some of the things that have happened, even in the days before the the transfer market closed, the the transfer deadline day, as well as after. Um, kick it into first. We look at the Morata, you know, signing. It was quite clear clear that uh, Morata was available, but also was the choice of Pirlo uh, over the Jeco deal, which was. Moving way too slowly, and you could tell that there's too many moving pieces to kind of get there. And I think it was it was a pretty interesting deal where we get the uh, the possibility of a two year loan, and then I believe it comes down to let's say around forty million after those two years. So again, it's going to be interesting. Um, we'll also get into the first two games because I don't have any, any, uh, oh, and I want to say sorry to Felix for kind of getting that one off way too late. Uh, might as well. We're kind of in a tell all questions and, and, and answer kind of period. So sorry about that for getting that all that way too late, my friend, um, right before the game there, but, uh, it's just tough. Sometimes I'm, it's just not in it. You're tired. You come home from work, you're working outdoors and. Um, we just, you know, it's all me. So it's not like I'm getting, you know, editors and this and that that are getting it prepared right away. And uh, I just want to be honest and, you know, tell you guys how it is, right? Um, we look at what happened with the, uh, you know, Douglas Costa and move and how that was kind of, you know, a lot of rumors and, and, now all of a sudden he goes to Bayern and on a loan and I I think the main theme of this transfer window is going to be what happens in the coming year and there were some comments made by Agnelli that I wasn't really you know I don't think it was a uh, I, I think it was an okay general uh, shareholder meeting but uh, I don't think it was too strong I think there was a lot of things that were really just excuses and and garbage statements that don't mean anything and just based on the actions of of the past you know i talked to someone recently about even the ticket uh increase and they were saying that the three million is worth more than a negotiation with with adidas or jeep which is our own brand which we could increase even more if we wanted to um this capital increase was really the only thing that saved our ass. And I think they knew we were screwed because we're going to get into that number. And I want to get, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Um, 
And again, uh, I'll try and move through these uh, as, as quick as I can. But um, look, Cavani, that somehow came back. He he goes off to Man U. Uh, and then the whole kind of... This whole Suarez situation. Again, that was kind of around the same time. And again, just shows how fiery and how, you know... Uh, how... Not... Uh, how easy it is to just come up, come, not have our wits about ourselves, and, and and the Italian media, and you know, you look at the other clubs trying to take us down. So I can understand why you guys like you look at certain situations that happen with you know IFTV and stuff like that. I can understand why you guys get mad because we get and actually there's something with their video that you know that's gonna become that's gonna be posted on on Twitter, small clip, and. I gotta agree, you know. Like I said, I have no problem saying it how it is when it's wrong, when it's right, myself or or, or others. So you don't have to worry about that. I get what the criticisms were, even though we've discussed about them. You know, what the whole mad of the situation uh, that happened a little while ago. But to me, you know, off of a weather app or so, or something like that, that's where this this rumor that Juve had a hand. Um, in this false exam, which doesn't even help us in the end anyways, because we don't, and we get wrapped into this again. So I, I think it's just a lot of nonsense. Um, we look at, we look at, you know, all these clubs trying to take us down and it includes even in that, that Napoli situation. It's like, sure. You'd be saying the same thing. If the would you be saying the same thing if the shoe was on the other foot? And no, you wouldn't. So you'd be wanting the games to be played as well. So it's it's a lot of nonsense. And really, uh, the club I think has done a pretty good job. You know, following you know the protocols and, and stuff like that. There was even talks of Cristiano Ronaldo breaking his protocol. But I just think there's a lot being stirred up to you know weather weather us and try and not really try and knock us off uh, our podium and I think as fans you have to you know back the club support the club I, I think for the most part we've done a good job like I said and really there's been no fault of, of, of ours uh, in any of this and it's funny what, what happened in this game today but I, like I said I won't talk about it but it's just funny how everything goes full circle so we get into that obviously the first game, and uh, we get Luca Pellegrini going to Genoa. Obviously, now he's had some COVID issues uh, as well as a couple other players, but um, just I think the wrong move. Um, you look at bringing Frabotta in, and I think he did really well. Um, but then to hear him not start. It just it, it it's really been a whirlwind with Pierlo and like I said, it's still early. There's lots to talk about, but I think there's there's some questions that we're seriously gonna have to answer. And you know, getting rid of him and how inept we are in, in terms of sales, I, I I think it's it's something that really needs to be questioned. Now I know there's been a list about uh, you know five, six, seven players deep of who we've actually sold. You got to remember that's all accounting. Um, 
when we look at those people that have been the players that we've had that we've sold that are on those books it's spanning a long time and that's kind of why i don't like the transfer window and that's why i don't like this financial accounting and this you know the artur deal i i I think it's that's where you get a lot of these problems in turn in in a sense that teams can now you know inflate things that shouldn't be shouldn't need to be inflated you know we look at all of the you know the, the different you know the bernie madoffs and the um the enrons and uh, some other companies that have just been completely bullshit and now we come up with some you know systems that allow us to you know make things look nicely uh that's just the beginning of the end in my opinion uh you look at we can talk about man city again i don't think there's really a need to but uh, really, uh, just childish, stupid ideas that shouldn't even need to be uh, really discussed. And then you get into these problems where te- some teams are getting favored, some teams aren't getting favored. So that is what it is. It is what it is. It's going to keep going on, but that's my two cents. Um, let's look at some of the, the you know 2021 2022 kits have been anticipated. Kind of just the color schemes have come out. Looks like we're going to get full and thinner stripes. Um, How many stripes we're going to get will be defined, but hopefully it's going to be nice to get back to that. Then we have our away jerseys, which will be black with inserts to be defined. Um, There could be some different colors in there. It was interesting to kind of see what La Bianconera had posted. And the third jersey... With something, probably something with going to be blue and yellow, which is going to be nice to go back to. Uh, finally, hopefully, hopefully those are true. Like I said, they're usually bang on, La Bianconera. Um, and again, I can't. Uh, they're they're definitely not fake news. I'll tell you that much. They 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 are on the money, and and you know they've even gotten not gotten the proper credit in, in certain years. So I always like to bring them up. Check them out on Twitter. And uh, to stay up to date with, you know, all the merch and the, uh, you know, the Champions League gear and the the, the regular training gear because they usually have that uh, locked up. So we get that and, and I think that's going to be nice to go back to. Um, going, looking ahead, obviously... Andrea Agnelli sent a letter to the shareholders, obviously just before what had come. And that's usually done uh, to kind of preface what you're about to say in, in your meeting. And, you know, financial situation is a priority. We're 89.7 million euros in the hole. Net. Not revenue. We're not looking at revenue. We're not looking at, you know, costs. Net, we're in the red. And... Look, I mean, some people want. Some people are saying it's not as bad as we think. I, I, I disagree. Um, I've been invested in in certain companies that have uh, have not done the right thing. I've also been invested in successes, and I almost chalk up my experiences very similar to what Juve's been. You know, early on when I when I was playing the stocks, you know researching doing my doing my due diligence and you hit 10 12 winners you know maybe not a lot of money maybe some are a lot of money and you win 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 and it's almost like again casino anything you want to bring up right same thing you go to casino you get on that hot streak you start winning 
And then you start, your vision starts to get blurred and you don't think clearly anymore. And that's my kind of thoughts on Juve. You know, we've won nine years in a row. And we're really taking for granted really the process. And then maybe you make a bet. And quite recently for me personally, you know, I've, I have something that's at a pretty heavy loss right now. And again, what do you attribute to that? Greed, not, not really thinking about how things actually panned out, not looking at, you know, the financials, thinking that maybe the news isn't correct, maybe maybe saying, you know, there's a lot of doubt when really there had to have been a lot of doubt because uh, certain things were pointing to the to the negative. So, look, we a lot of fans, I find, act like we can't do a better job than what we're doing now. And if that's what you think, I think you're on the wrong squad. Okay, I'm not going to tell you to cheer for I'm not going to say you're not a UV fan. But... If you, th- if you come to your job at work or you go, you have a venture and you're, th- and you're, you know, po- you're doing well, you're winning. And the next day you don't come to say what we did yesterday means nothing. We want to win more. And again, it's not like we've reached the pinnacle. We haven't got to the pinnacle yet. You know, we're doing really well. We're winning Scudetti. How you want to consider those among... Uh, the leagues, uh, you know, the Premier League and La Liga and how difficult it is to win, that's up to you. But for me, once you win that trophy, it's over. It's done. It's on to the next one. Because you can't, you take it for granted. I mean, literally, a lot of these trophies that we've won, we haven't, you know, not necessarily we haven't deserved, but there was teams that showed, I would say, more than we did. And now all of a sudden we act like, Sure, you've won on the on the paper. It's going to say Juve's won the trophy. But that doesn't mean that there's no more work to do to keep upholding that. And I find, you know, what a lot of fans take issue with is is the fact that our management keeps running into the same problems that all the fans are bringing up. And there's these other fans that are saying, oh, you, you, you guys don't understand. I'm the only one that knows how to read financials. I'm the only one that knows, oh, you guys play, you guys are all FIFA, you know, ultimate team. Uh, that's all you guys know. It's like, look, if, if, I wanna, if I want to be in a group of people, I want them to be honest and I want them to, you know, continually try and improve we don't need cheerleaders we don't need people to sit here and pat everyone on the back if that's what you guys are used to and that's what you guys want to do that's one thing but to sit here and to go through the same shit and this is why i say this five steps of uv depression is we literally do the same thing every year we literally accept what we're given we bitch up, we then we get we get pissed off, and then we accept that we fucking are out, and we accept, and then we get this new oh look we got a new shiny toy oh look Chiesa, nothing against Chiesa, I'll get into that in a second, but to me it's there's so much that 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 hasn't been you know achieved that that now we like to make excuses for, so what was priority, you know. They took a they took a shot at at the 
at saying that the Champions League was the uh, the priority, that got shut down immediately. And now all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, now it's not really a priority. It's always been a priority. It should be the number one priority, the number one objective. That's it. Scudetto, you want to you want to go for always. That shouldn't that shouldn't even make the list. That should be an obvious, you know, Scudetto. But you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I I I find a lot of the time the club is too 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 civil and. You look at you look at what happened with Ferrari, you know, over a year. They saw this great season come along. And sure, COVID affected. COVID's gonna affect everybody, not just you. They took that for granted. And now this year what's happening? They're in the dumps. So it just shows you how even if you even if you're that close to the top, and I think they gave Mercedes a good run for their money in, in the last season, but it just shows you that Nothing is guaranteed. There's hungrier teams. And you know what? Again, in the Serie A, we've been lucky that there's been no team that has had the, you know, the balls, if you want to say it, to come knock us off our perch. Because there's teams that want to do that every year and it doesn't stop. So you can't continually just taking breaks because you think it's too difficult. That's not how it works. And if that's how you think it works, then you're not in the right business, you know. And uh, like it, it, it's literally, uh, you know, people want to say it's a business, it's a business, a business, but then they don't want to be treated like it's a business. So if we're saying Juve is turning into a business, then the fucking president, the fucking diretta sportiva, the fucking CFO, these guys all need to be held up to a business standard, okay? And for three years in a row, we've been in the negative. So how are you guys thinking this is a success? Because you've won a Scudetto? If FIFA was... If if UEFA and FIFA actually fucking played their, rule, their, their rules, we'd be out. Now you could say, oh yeah, it was COVID. We were negative 50 at the halfway point. And we needed salary reductions. We needed a $300 million injection. They also diluted shareholders' stocks. By issuing another 300 million, I believe it was, uh, in debentures. So, guys, do your research and treat the club the way it should be treated. Okay? A lot, everyone wants to be like, oh, let's be the cheerleaders on the sideline. And then you get into anything, they, they want to be like, oh, treat them with a soft pillow. That's not how it fucking works. Okay? These guys are getting paid millions of dollars. Okay? They're in the positions they're in. And, and literally, you're seeing the clueless, you know, continuation year after year, you know, of, of bonehead decisions. And then you have people defending Paratici and saying, oh, it wasn't his. He's the guy. He's the captain right now. Okay? Him and Agnelli and Nedved and, and Cherubini. So don't. Don't take it. Don't take your foot off the off the pedal with these guys because we think, oh, look, we did something. We brought in Chiesa now, and 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 literally we had to force uh, players out by either paying them out or loaning them to then have them return in a year to have that money. So we not only are going to have to feel with feel this pain now, like we did because we couldn't get any extension of the midfield. 
there really wasn't too much in the, the fullback department, but we still needed to fix that. That wasn't covered. I mean, we're hoping in Frabotta, we're hoping in these youth players, but that's not guaranteed. Um, and, and, and then we, 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 we can't even upgrade the midfield the way we think we need it to be. You can't get a guy out like Kadira. Just pay the guy. Get rid of the guy. So we have that. And, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, 450 gold. I got to give him credit. Again, like I said, where's all these haters? When when I say good things about him, I post nice edits about him. Uh, three goals in two games. It was unfortunate, you know, that he's going to be gone with this COVID. And, I mean, I really hope he doesn't miss the Barcelona game. That's, that's my hope um, because... That'll be a big loss. Uh, guys are going to have to step up. And uh, I think it's definitely possible to still to win without him. But that's a huge loss. Especially with the goals he scored last year. Whether they're penalties or not. He still put them in the back of the net. So, with Pirlo, I think it's... Uh, Pirlo, it's getting interesting. Um, you look at the Sampdoria game. And we'll kind of cover that briefly now before I get into any more news. Um... But we look we look at that game and everything seems to be going perfectly, right? Sampdoria had its moments, but for the most part they were sitting back heavily, and we just had our way. And I thought it was a I thought it was a decent uh, a decent setup, even though we all knew the the lineup was kind of strange. And you know you have uh, uh, Frabotta coming in and and. Now Kulusevsky's in, but I I, I think for me, uh, what it, when it comes down to is then switching it up in the next game against Roma. Now we look at uh, a Morata coming in, and all of a sudden it's like he has to be inserted into the lineup. Now, okay, lots of people are saying, well, you know. You you know what's better, you know the club knows the the coaches know what's better. But you're telling me a guy that just came off vacation just gets signed, and that's the guy you're starting, and you flip everything around. Uh, you put Cuadrado uh, where he was, and and it's just you know the line was way too high, and in that Roma game, that's what it showed, and they took advantage of the counter. They literally. We were throwing so many players up that there was really no connection. It was just a flat line pushing uh, the Juve, the Juve, uh, or the sorry, the Roma defenders, and really that meant that there was no support. And then you look at when Artur came in, and it was just uh, black and white, um, but obviously not enough. Definitely not enough. So look, we. We t- we talk about these uh, these situations, and I just I didn't see a need for Pirlo to you know completely change things up. Now you could say, Daniel, this is we're experimenting. We don't have uh, Delict. We don't have uh, Dybala. Um, relax. I just think you need to have. You know, today, okay, makes sense against Crotone. You want you want to experiment a little, put some player, get some players uh, experience and whatnot. But in a game like Roma, and then lucky, like I said, we were lucky to not have to play against uh, against Napoli because we weren't looking good, and 
we see this this weird uh, you know change to have uh, you know to have uh, Kulusevski go to the to the wing and I don't know man it's it's getting to the point where Pirlo needs to decide what he wants to do figure out the formation that he wants I mean th- thankfully we haven't had to hear about Danilo um, I'm kind of surprised because I was not looking forward to him being in that three I know it goes back into a four on defense don't worry I get the formation guys but um I'm still the way he was playing before. Uh, it was not. I was not very enthusiastic about it. But I, I, I think in terms of the Roma game, it was really an eye opener. And just you know, I mean, again, it's still early, but that Napoli game was supposed to see a team that could counterattack and still was playing really well and is still playing really well. Uh, just seeing how they smashed. Um, uh, Smashed uh, Atalanta today, but let's see what happens. I mean, it's a long way, to, well, long ways away, and I think with with uh, with the players we have, this should still be no problem. I mean, today Crotone should have been a win, but again, it is what it is. One good thing, if you uh, you know. Or for the love of Serie A, maybe, or even just for the in general, the league being, you know, taking a step forward. It seems like the three clubs, the three big clubs of Milan, Juve, and Merda, um, you know, are really looking into getting on the same page in terms of uh, the rights, the TV rights, how the league wants to grow. And I think, you know, in general, it's uh, we have to talk to, you know, even the enemies and, and together all move forward to make more money. Now, that doesn't mean uh, we have to, uh, you know, kiss anybody's ass and cheer for anybody. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, you know, you got to know your market and the way the Premier League made the deals they had and, you know, got all that TV money that really sets them apart from the world. You look at Everton, how well they're doing this year. Um, You know, they can, in, in a market like this, have free reign with the money coming in and that really is going to separate themselves from other leagues around the world and that's going to allow you to get ahead so what we need to do um is 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 bring this this image uh to a forefront and get some more damn money (laughs) really that's that's all it comes down to um in terms of looking at the transfers because I, I don't see... Let me go through here a couple more things. You know, we got rid of Perin, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, definitely still looking, to forward, still looking forward to having my buddies on to talk about the Champions League draw. It's been kind of hectic for all of us, kind of scheduling a time together. So I definitely want to have that. And um, I hope that uh, we can not only enlighten you guys about what we think Juve is going to do, but uh, some of the other groups... Um, seeing as the group stage was, was pretty, uh, spread out, I would say. So, uh, we'll see what happens there and, uh, I hope you guys stay tuned and, and, and check that video out. Um, in terms of the transfer market, 
we had a a lot of interesting things go down. We had uh, Rugani finally go. Thank God for that, Teren. Um, we had Dishilio sign finally with with Lyon. Um, and who else was on that list? We had Costa signing for Bayern. Um, in terms of the age, uh, age gap, phenomenal job in getting rid of you know late twenties to you know early thirties. With obviously everybody knows the Matuidi, Guayin, Pjanic were already gone at that point. But you get Costa, we get rid of Costa, who's injury prone at thirty. Uh, I believe with a six million uh, euro a year contract, so that's a big number off the books for now. And pretty much getting that, and like I said, the other pieces of of the you know getting rid of Rugani, getting rid of uh, Dishilio, it really it allows us to then push to you know make another deal. And again, the the Chiesa deal, a lot of people were unsure of what they what they were gonna see. Um, we look at, we look at the, uh, at the term and I just want to get that up here so I don't lie to you guys. Um, where is it? Where did I put it? So the Federico Chiesa deal, um, essentially becomes a two year loan again. And after those two years, um, Obviously, the first year being two million euro, second year being eight million, and uh, I just I'm curious. I want to know what we have against Fiorentina's president uh, to figure that out. Obviously, the forty million obligation. If one of the following three conditions occur, obviously Juve in the UCL both years, Chiesa plays. So to buy if one of the following three conditions will occur, Juve being in the UCL both in both years. Chiesa plays over 60% of the games in both years, and Chiesa scores 10 goals and 10 assists combined in the two seasons. But, you know, that's <laughs> that's pretty straightforward. Um, Moise Keane joined PSG, which a lot of guys were, you know, uh, shocked or interested. Obviously, the Palmieri um, Deal didn't come through. I thought that would have been a good piece to add, um, but it, I guess it didn't uh, didn't work out. Um, we look at uh, you know Douglas, like I said, Douglas Costa goes to season long loan. Hans Nicolucci Cavidia goes to Parma on loan. Dishilio um, on loan, like I said, Leon, and we have this uh, you know really, I would say. A lot younger squad. Um, and I, I think that's in the right direction. Now, what you think about Chiesa? The only thing I didn't like about Chiesa is the fact that it's not necessarily a need. Um, I'd, at least I don't see it. Now, Pirlo's going to want to play his team. You could kind of tell that he's going to use him as like a, a, a right winger slash right wing back, potentially. But I just... I'm not, uh, he's going to have to grow on me, uh, especially after what happened today. Again, I don't think that was his fault. I think it was a stupid red card, but uh, that shouldn't have been given. But uh, great assist on the first goal, but let's see what happens. Um, you know, Kulusevsky I've really liked. 
McKenney, I think, has done pretty good in a couple games, but you know, took a little bit of a step back. But I, I don't see him as the you know the top pair. I, I think Artur and Bentancur need to play on the get on the field before McKenney does, and that's just how it is. Morata, I think, is going to be the guy that we've been looking for, uh, the number nine that we've needed. And if it doesn't necessarily work out, we have the option to send him back. So, um, I think, I believe. So, to me, in a, or at least it gives us some time um, in the next couple of years to not have to uh, put that money to use uh, and kind of get us back into financially a, a stronger rhythm. So, uh, in terms of the transfer market, I want to say I want to say it's about a seven. I, I still think there needed to be improvements. I know it's difficult, but that's their job. Um, that that's their job. Um, I I I kind of find it strange how people like to make excuses and say that, oh, but you know we can't make sales. I know, but that's their job. Like that's what they're paid to do. So. Like, people have difficulties all day. You go to your job, you have difficulties. You figure them out, you problem solve. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, well, everybody gets a pass. I wish I wish all of us could get a pass at our work when, when, when we've done something not right or we couldn't solve something. You know, what is that all about? What, what makes it any different for Paratachi? But, again, like I said, um, I think it was decent. Um... But I think there was definitely some things full back. Maybe there wasn't enough. Maybe it was just too difficult to move around. But, you know, Telas goes to uh, Man U. Cavani goes to Man U. Um, we look at Suarez going to Atletico. Um, we look at Dest going to Barcelona. Moise Keane going to, uh, to, to PSG. And that kind of wraps up the the transfer. So I would I, honestly, I think I'm going to say a seven. I think a seven is is a decent score. Um, I like the fact that we got rid of a lot of these guys, but I also don't like the fact that next year, if we don't figure it out, they could come back to bite us in the ass and add all these extra. And now we're in the same scenario where we got a clear house again, and we got to figure out what we got to do. So. Hopefully they can show up and these teams will maybe make a move for them. But what can what can I say? That's all we have to do for that right now. Then we had a story about uh, Partey, Thomas Partey's dad or agent. Nope, sorry, dad, who was saying that Arsenal was the uh, the bigger team. And you I mean you just gotta fucking laugh. <laughs> bigger than Juve with no Champions League wins. Not even in Champions League. I think someone forgot to remind him of that. But that is just priceless. Um, over Ch- Apparently it was over Chelsea. I think, you know, moves like that is, is uh, you know, it, it's just the way the way it worked. Um, I think he would have been a good piece for Juve. Like I said, I've admired him at Atletico Madrid. But I think for, for the most part... Um, I think Juve had their eyes set on Uar, and they didn't want to get let go of him. Either that to be, either that be for Arsenal or for anyone else, including us. So that's just the way it was, and we that gets into the possibility. You know, everyone's saying, "Well, why do we get Chiesa, and um, why not spend that money on Uar? And I just think the possibility wasn't there. Uh, and Leon stated that clearly; uh, they wanted more money. 
and we weren't going to budge. And I don't think any other of the clubs wanted to budge. They they didn't see it financially viable. And that's just the, that's the way the cookie crumbled on that on that situation. So I I wouldn't get too uh, too excited on 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 why it didn't happen or not. It just wasn't in the cards, and that's that I think is the bottom line on that. And thankfully the transfer window is done. Uh, I'm actually really happy that we don't have to deal with that. I mean, sure, there's there's gonna be you know Pogba talk. I, I heard you know. He has an extension, or they have the first rate of refusal, or they have an option for next year. We'll see what's going to happen. Um, I still want to believe that he's going to come for free. That would just be awesome. <laughs> just be awesome. The fuck with Manu again. So that'll be that. That would be sweet. Obviously, we have to move on from that because that's it. There's no more moves to be made. This is the squad we're going to have. Um, thank God Kadir was off the. Uh, the the Champions League squad list because he doesn't deserve to be there and I really hope uh, that the two young guys that were you know included Frabota and Portanova uh, really can make a difference if if we need them because uh, again it's going to be a long season we don't know who's going to be out who's going to be in but I'm so happy he's not on the list and I hope they just literally tell him to sit at home don't come to practice isolate the shit out of him make sure nobody talks to him and hope he's miserable for the next year because that piece of shit deserves it because for a guy that's played literally no games in the past how many year three years can't even can't even have the respect to have sat on a six million dollar six million euro contract and everybody's saying yeah but he signed the contract yeah no that's fine but i can also say that I want his ass erased from Juve history. Could give a shit about the guy. Done in my books. And that's just that. I also have that right. So, I mean, sure, he can do he can do whatever he wants. It's his choice. The, the ball's in his court. So, it has nothing to do with me, what I call him, what anybody else calls him. The ball's in Kadira's court. Because he's not going to get played. So, he can decide how he wants that, that to be uh, handled. And... Uh, if not, uh, it's going to stay the way it is. So don't expect to play much. Um, hopefully, Alexandro can come back because that's going to be a crucial. I know we had Bernardeschi back today, but I, you'll understand, you'll know what that means. <laughs> In my books, at least. Um, obviously, big games coming up. Um, I want to get those other videos out, like I said before. Um, and make sure that I can, uh, make sure I can cl clear the gap. And that's kind of what I like to do. And that's why I don't just start posting. I, I, I do on some because I have no choice, you know, with the Felix preview and, and stuff like that. But, uh, I really like to try and go in order and, 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 and lay out a story for you guys to watch and, and have them somewhat relevant to the current events. Because if you wait too long, then... You're listening to stuff that uh, really doesn't mean anything. But I'm going to try and get those out in the next couple days. And as well, we're going to have a great guest on for the uh, post game, And I hope you guys enjoy that. But um, yeah, for the most part. Oh, the uh, shareholder meeting. Before I forget. Um, I just think it was just... 
it was it was a mixed bag. I mean, he's saying all the right things, and then he's saying a lot of stupid things. Um, talking about fans, yeah, you're the one that raised that turned the theater, the the stadium into a theater. You thought that a three million dollar increase was really, and some people were trying to justify that three million can be used for a lot of things. When we restructured our Jeep deal, which is owned by Exor. Or a part of it, part of it is owned by Exor because they have a big stake in Fiat Chrysler, and could have increased three million on that deal, and you could have kept the seats in 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 check. So what's the what's the excuse? You miss the fans now. Uh, what do you miss? Going into a living room, going into a library with people in it? Like is that what you're trying to say? Stupid comment. Then he talks about Pirlo saying that, you know, oh, everyone's expecting, you know, they're waiting for the first loss. No shit they're waiting for the first loss. How naive are you of a president? Like, are you serious? People want us to be, and if he's maybe talking about Juve fans, why would, what do you mean waiting for them to, to take his first loss? So if you're talking about the media and you're talking about, uh, the fucking other teams. Well, no shit they want him to fucking lose. They want him to lose fucking six games. They want him to lose all 38 games. What kind of a stupid, naive comment? And, you know, we talk about, you know, he was. I think he was right on about the, the protocol and the COVID shit. But, look, 89.7 million euros. We were minus 50 at the, at the December. If you go check the financials, what our net loss was. Uh, December 2019. It's not acceptable. It's not good enough. Um, like I've said before multiple times, their branding's been uh, has been mediocre at best. They're you know these limited drops that really mean nothing to nobody. You look at PSG, exceptional exceptional job. They just dropped sneakers that sold out instantaneously. The line went crazy in in uh, collaboration with the third kit that came out. Juve doesn't get on that. Juve is not smart enough to do that. And then it just comes down to the same thing. And we we get into these discussions about, you know, what's doing what Juve is doing right, what Juve is doing wrong. Like I said, I have that series. More of that's going to come out in the... Uh, I think my next video is going to be out uh, in and around Christmas time. Uh, just want to have to plan it and make sure that it, it comes off right. And I do a good job on it and not just slap something together. So uh, I think uh, I think for the most part, uh, that kind of wraps up the the, uh, the the break that I've had. And guys, again, um, I hope you guys can stick around with me again. Whoever has, I appreciate it. Uh, I hope you guys like the edits. Um, again, like I said, let me know to come on the show. Let me know what kind of edits you guys wanna want out because we can get that out to you. Um, because I hope people are actually using these and you know, like putting them as their background and and and, and enjoying them. So I hope that's uh, that is. I hope you guys enjoy that as well as the fact that we're back. So uh, in a couple days. There should be, uh, I'm hoping, at least two, three videos out by then. But, um, yeah, just keep on me. If you guys really, if you guys really want the content, keep up, 
keep keep bugging me but uh guys thank you for all the support again 400 followers that's massive um i hope we can get to you know keep going on the up and up and uh someone has taken uh my trolling of bobo the clown off my hands so thank you dino if that's your actual name or not if you're even watching the show uh i know it's been an, an hour of about of uh rambling um but i hope you guys enjoyed this um guys send your questions in for the uh post crotone juve game and uh yeah see what you guys want uh to talk about on that show i mean for the most part <coughs> we're gonna cover the game but uh if you have any specific questions comments concerns you let me know and we'll uh we'll air it out for you we'll air out that uh <laughs> that anger that frustration if you had any and um yeah you guys know the platforms itunes spotify podbean google podcast as well as amazon i believe we're on now uh youtube as always please please get those subs up i know we're like 60 70 percent uh of the viewers not in that subscribe subscribe button and hopefully if you got into this portion of the video uh i hope you do smash that subscribe smash that that thumbs up if you're listening to this on itunes or any of the the audios only streaming uh please leave a rating please drop a five stars it's really easy to uh to do that and uh, give me the feedback i deserve or need and yeah like i said it's just about motivation the more um uh the, the more you guys tell me uh the more i hear what you want uh the more we can make that happen so uh again as always thank you guys i appreciate it and uh i hope you enjoy what's coming up but as always fino alla fine forza juventus ciao guys <laughs>